Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. It's up the And it must be the weekend because you're hearing my voice and it's like it's like butter on a roll. It's so delicious. It's time for the real football show. It's Animal on Perk and Perk. Well, as as he is never to be daunted or undaunted for that matter to bring new guests in every week. Here we go with another round of guests for the real football show. Uh, Animal, for me, a good show. Again. It's, been, it's been a lot of fun. He hasn't yeah. learned yet, has he? <laughs> no, and uh, yeah, Head coach of uh, men's Concordia soccer in Seward and uh, season just got over. We'll go into your season a little bit, but thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. And uh, our person, his first cap, is uh, Sven Derricks. He is uh, our third German, and uh, he is from his hometown. His favorite team is the team that you love to pronounce, Animal. It's his favorite team is... Mein Gladenbach? Borussia Mein Gladenbach. Is that right? So Did not, I say it right? Not even close. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Well, good. You got the M right. I also know Sven, so I, I I said your last name incorrectly, right? This is correct. Yes. Okay. So how do you say? You said it's like I said the American way, right? Yes. The German pronunciation would be Derichs. Okay. So I said Derichs. And the team is Mönchengladbach. Good lord! We've been butchering that name for years. Somebody call the police because we are terrible. This is why we need you on the show, Sven. So welcome to the show, Sven. Thank you. I can only imagine him listening at some point and just like cursing at the radio and yelling at us that we're doing everything wrong. Well, the good thing is, Sven, your first name, that's an easy one. We got that one down. So here we go with another round of, uh, of football. And of course, I, I figure, and, and good suggestion too, Mark, is we start off with Bundesliga. Yes. You know, and where things are going are, uh, I'm wearing my Dortmund jersey, my, my Dortmund warm up shirt this, uh, this week. And not that that matters to Sven at all because. He uh, he has uh, only got en- enmity or wow, en- you're, enemy you're words today. Enemy, you're, you're, you're enemy with uh, is it Cologne? Cologne, yes, Cologne, and uh, and, and so uh, you know we we learn about the rivalries and and uh, and the fans and things like that, and of course the experiences of being in some of these other stadiums. We've talked with fans from La Liga and of course EPL. That's an easy one, but Bundesliga is going to be a new one for us to kind of jump into the territory of this. Uh, particular go round, so you're going to teach us a lot about how the fans are there, and, and what a great person to have on right now because they're in first place. Yes, they're top of the table, and we're just so used to saying Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich all the time, all the time. And they're still going to be first after this week, so even better. Oh, is, is it for sure their points are? They have four points ahead. Perfect. Okay, so they're guaranteed to at least go another couple of weeks. But so how on? They're they're, they're a traditionally a good team. Yes. I mean, they have a lot of tradition. They were five times champion within the 70s, so they have a lot of history about being good. It's just the recent years, they never had like the major success. They 
had a good start to the season, even last year, but in the end never played out. Did some good additions to the team this year and hopefully going to be rooting for a long time. Wins a, so, they, so they haven't won the league since the 70s, right? Correct. We're, we're talking like, like a lot of Nebraska football ties here a little bit, even over in the 90s. But uh, they, they've, been, they've been to Champions League a few times. They've had some okay success. So uh, you think they're going to, how are they going to finish this year? It's hard to say. In recent years, there was a couple of teams which struggled in the beginning, like Munich. Last year, if you look back at the rankings around this time of the season, they were where they were now, points-wise. So, And in the end, we're one of the earliest champions ever. So oh. it's hard to say where it turns out in the end. Well, you got the busy time coming up. I don't know what's your depth like. You know, injuries, you can never tell. Uh, you're in Europa League also, so that adds more games. But looking back on like the last stint between the international games, they had a lot of injuries in that time. Oh. Um, now almost back to full strength on the roster. So hopefully they can continue being successful. But And Fabian Johnson, they got an American on their team. I think he's one of the few he's, injured still. Yes, he's still. He hasn't he's played come, much. I think he's been played in two games. Yeah. yeah, and I think he's starting to come back, I think. Uh, but I thought he's a great player. Yeah, yeah I thought he's a great player for, for the U.S., Jason. Yeah, a guy that I think had a lot of promise early in his career and uh, yeah. maybe hasn't played as much for the U.S. recently. But uh, Evidently he was talking to Burhalter about getting back on the team, and then he got hurt. So we'll see what happens if he comes back hopefully soon, and so it'll be exciting. Keep Byron off the top for a while. Well, I was going to say, you know, talk about a machine. Why is why is Byron always so good year after year? I mean, they just have the biggest financial abilities. If you look at it, <laughs> they <laughs> have the big, um, big money behind it. They did some really good developing starting in the 70s. I mean, they had the advantage that the city of Munich gave them a stadium to use for free. So if you look at that, just oh, having that's all the option, positive. That's all gravy after that. Correct. They had the Olympic Stadium, which they could use from a small stadium with 26,000 people, almost only standing room. You go to that Olympic Stadium because nobody knew what to do with it after the Olympics. <laughs> so that definitely helped them. I mean, they had a good management over the recent years. It's going to be interesting to see their changes. Oli Hoeneß is retiring, or just retired November 1st, so um, they will have new leadership coming in. They have still looking for a new coach. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of new faces when we look at the standings for Bundesliga. You know, uh, this particular year seems like uh, Leipzig mm-hmm. is, up, is up there. Uh, Freiburg is up there. Uh, Hoffenheim, another name that I wouldn't have recognized from last year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Dortmund is in there as well, you know. Bruce and Dortmund, they're in there in sixth place, and Barron's in third. But I do see a lot of teams in here that I wouldn't have seen last year, even. Mm-hmm. And all close. So and the, those points mm-hmm. are it's all very really tight right it's now. It's a really Bundesliga. tight race in the Bundesliga. And that's one of the, I think, awesome things about Bundesliga is everybody can beat everybody. So every week you have to really put on your best performances because otherwise you see what happens with Munich this year. They struggle, and everybody just can beat everyone. So. If you have a little bit like a scoring run like Mönchengladbach has, you see where it leads you to. Or Freiburg or Hoffenheim, they're good examples too. They just had some success early in the season with showing consistency. And yeah, we, we and, and 25 points I see at the top. And if you look down at the bottom, there's a team with only seven points and only two wins, which probably has to make you kind of happy. It's if, if Cologne. Yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> and then if you look at it, Cologne fired their coach like now 12 days ago. He got already rehired by Mainz, which is down there too. So 
They're just swapping coaches. Yeah, there's a lot of turnover in coaches going on, and in some article they call it right now, it's the trash market for coaches because there is no real good coaches available. And well, I mean, this is a great segue because okay, well, it, it, so Jason, what do you think about Bayern when they got? For one, there's a, a few manager changes in the EPL. We'll get into probably mm-hmm. next segment. What do you think about Bayern when they got rid of their coach? They're in what third, fourth third, place? We third said? place. Yeah, they're tied. Well, tagged for second. And they're looking at points. They're also undefeated in Champions League. Mm-hmm. They're they're advanced on the knockout and they fire their coach. Yeah, it's surprising. Obviously, I think it just shows you a club like that, a club like that magnitude, what the expectations are, and and how you have to walk the line of perfection. And and even when you're close to perfection, uh, you know, third for them is 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 like third from last. Really, I think that's probably where they view it. So, is that fair, Sven? Does that sound about right? Absolutely. And if you look back at last season, they were in a similar situation at the time of standing. So they were after ten, twelve games in the season, they were also only third or fourth in the rankings. So they definitely, with this coach, had some struggles on being really successful in the long run. So, Before we jump out of Bundesliga, I do want to talk about that relegation game that we walked, watched from a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. team that had never been relegated. Uh, like Hamburg? Hamburg. Yeah, and I mean, they, I mean there was... There was uh, flares, and the cops came out on horses. I mean, they're like the end of the game. It was not the, the, not the good flares. Like, hey, it, we're celebrating. No, it, it was it was an flares. insane scene to watch just from a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And you know, we as a again as uh, ignorant Americans, we can't wrap our heads around uh, that kind of. Uh, fevered pitch by the fans. We also can't wrap our heads around that if you don't finish, you know, if you finish in the bottom, you don't play in that league next year. You drop a league. So, I mean, you probably had read a little stories and, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the fact that they'd never been relegated. Surprising right. that those fans acted that way? It's not surprising to me that much because they had a lot of history, which was on the line. They struggled years and years with bad management, bad outcomes. I mean, they were in the relegation three years in a row and always like last minute. Just barely made it. Barely made it. So, <laughs> um, And you you see it now. They are still struggling in second division. They are still oh, wow. not back in the Bundesliga. So there was definitely some mismanagement with which the club had. And they had a lot of turnover like in management and in presidency and everything they had to stop after the they game. had been relegated. Stop the game. Flares had to be removed from the field, you know, and and uh, the, the, the entire police line came mm-hmm. out. I mean, it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen on TV. I was like, what is going on? And they, they are in second place now in, in Bundesliga 2. So if they can, you know, it's... They got to keep... I mean, we're, you know, we're not even halfway through the season yet. Yeah. That's a lot of... That's and a, Germany's a little different, right? How they do relegation. Well, there's only 18 teams instead of, instead of 20, like in EPL. We're just so used to EPL is why we bring that up. Um, and... You know, the, the bottom three automatically go down in the EPL. In Germany, it's like the bottom two go down, right? The bottom two go down automatically, and the third from the bottom, he plays relegation against the third best out of the second division. So that's something they changed a couple of years ago to bring that back. You are listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM, and on demand at ESPNLincoln.com. You're listening to The Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. It is a real football show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. Animal Perk, Jason Sven joining us this week. Big Bundesliga guy. And we jump over to EPL spending an entire segment on Bundesliga. It's completely unheard of on this show, but we did it. And you know what? We'll have, uh, we'll have Sven roll us some German at some point, uh, you know, to give us a, a good, 
Good, I got a boy to, to giving an entire segment to Bundesliga EPL. We found we failed on our pronunciations uh, for the past three years already. So again, when we have people on the show, I mean, whether it's Sven with Bundesliga or Gerilyn with Syria, you know, or uh, I guess we haven't really had a true La Liga fan no, on yet. No, we really haven't. Which yeah. it was amazing because you know it's Barcelona, you know it's Real Madrid. We've never had like a, a true blue fan of that league uh, on the show yet. So again, if so you want to reach out, get just your buddy do. Owen to come on. He, I think he knows La Liga a little bit, so maybe I'll have to get him to come on. He lived in Spain for a couple of years, so yeah. maybe. So EPL is back in action after the yes. international break, and we'll talk about U.S. men's national team and those, yes, getting those wins this past week. Liverpool sitting in first place. Well, of course, because nothing's moved for a couple of weeks, but Leicester in second place, but a distant eight points behind Liverpool. Chelsea is uh, tied for second place with Leicester, and then Man City sitting at 25 points. So that's how things sit for this week. And lo and behold, look who's back coaching in the EPL. Jose Mourinho. Maybe you've heard that name before. Taking over at Tottenham. What happened to Pochettino? What, what, what? I mean, it was an off week, too. Yeah, that's. It's, there's a couple of crazy. For one, probably not super surprising that you see Mourinho back on a sideline. Mm-hmm. I think it's shocking he's going to be on the Spurs sideline. Yeah, it would be interesting. I think it was it was funny to see him do his first press conference as the manager and really kind of not be the the special one, but be the humble one. He kept on talking about I how humble he is, and wow. how much he's learned, and how he's a better manager. So I guess we'll have to see that applied at Tottenham. His his success is absolutely undeniable. He just, I mean, he's not been the most likable person, but his dude, he was waiting. He was waiting in the air to land. Like, literally, they fired Pochettino and, like, hey, look, Ludwig is a coach. It was, it was like no time. It was like well, he landed and well, he was there. Like, he, actually, he still lives in London. Even though his last team was Manchester, in Manchester, he, he stayed in London after he was at Chelsea and just kept, you know, commuting up to Manchester, which isn't probably very far, but still. So he was already in London where Tottenham's at. So, yeah. like, hey, just. He was very nice about uh, Pochettino, too, in the press conference. I have to congratulate him for the work he's done. The club will always be his home. This training ground will always be his training ground. The door, the the door will be open for him. He will find happiness again. He will find a great club again. I mean, he was like super nice. That's what you're referring to, Jason? Right? It does not sound like Mourinho at all. <laughs> it does not. Yeah, and I think the interesting thing will be how will he do uh, when he's used to buying a lot of players. He wants to spend money, spend money, spend money. But yeah. Tottenham, as as Pochettino, I think beat his head against the wall several times throughout the process is they don't like to, they're, they're pretty frugal and they don't like to spend a lot of money. So yeah. it could be a challenge. We'll, we'll see how that goes. And so, you know, there's some people, you know, I'm sure Spurs fans probably didn't really love the hire. Probably didn't love the fire by the, probably didn't love the, the firing either, but you know, some Marina, I was looking some of it, his, his resume is phenomenal. Really? So he, he calls himself the special one. <laughs> uh, he started at Porto in Porto and he's Portuguese. Uh, in like 2004, he won the Champions League with Porto. Porto won the Champions League. Uh, they went to Chelsea the first time, won the league twice. Then he goes to Inter Milan for, for a couple of years. He wins the league in his first year, his top goal scorer. You know who it was for that team? Ibrahimovic. Yeah, Zlatan Ibrahimovic was his, his top scorer. I've heard of that guy. Then he, he wins the league again his next year and Champions League. So he wins Champions League with, with Inter Milan. Then he comes to Real, Real Madrid. He wins the league uh in his second year, uh, the fifth coach ever to win league titles in four countries. Uh, uh, didn't have the great success in, as far as, you know, Real's used to. Comes to Chelsea again, 
wins a league title, wins a league, wins a league cup. Goes to Man U. He won the Europa League, you know, there, and you know, then he kind of struggled. But so he, he's undeniable success. And so we'll see what he can do. Without the money, though, Jason. Right? In fact, yeah. we will see what he can do right out of the shoot Saturday morning because the first match is what? Yeah. Your Hammers. It's the Hammers up against the Spurs, and that's that's a rivalry, too. Sure. You know, yeah. that's one of those derbies. So it's, Derby. it's, it's They schedule those early to keep the, the mayhem at a minimum, I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it, keep the mayhem at a minimum. You know, so that's right out of the shoot. It's a big deal. And then, uh, you know, West Ham is struggling just to stay out of regulation right now. And, you know, not that the Spurs are like anywhere safe. The Spurs are sitting in 14th place. Yeah, that's that's weird. But, they, just, go, but just going back to Mourinho, if you look at back when he was coach at Man U, um, I read an article about it this morning where it said that there was a couple of guys on um, the Spurs roster now, which he actually wanted to transfer into Manchester United when he was oh. a coach there. So there's a couple of guys who probably are already super excited by it because he wanted to get him with a different club. That, so he, maybe he was, I wonder, I wonder if he was contacted by Bayern. Do you think he was contacted by Bayern? Or, or? He's got to be on a lot of people's shortlist, especially for that type of uh, position. That's true. I don't think Munich would have gone with him. Okay. And, and why not? It, it just It's just, he is too much the, try to be the star itself. Munich had a lot of success which, with like coaches who are not trying to be the main focus. Looking back at their history, they always try to bring in, every once in a while, some foreign coaches, which did not work out in the end. I mean, that's obviously, we'll see how he does. I mean, I, I'm yeah. excited. I, I mean, were you, I was surprised that Pochettino got let go. I, I know he's 14th place. I think but. to a certain extent, the, maybe the writing was a little bit on the wall in that uh, I think the experiment had, had run its course. He, mm-hmm. he had taken them so far and got them so close. Yeah. Uh, Champions League final. Uh, they become so much more competitive. They had a realistic shot of winning the league at least once, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they had just, taken them very far with a lot less resources than a lot of these other clubs. And, uh, you know, he's a hot commodity for a lot of the other clubs. You talk about Man United is one that kind of was half courting him or, or people talked about him going to that job sure, for a yeah. long time. And uh, I guess when I say the writing was on the walls that you know, entering this season, he was, I think, interviewed about uh, what are your what are your thoughts and about this team and, and moving forward. And he kind of said, well, I would have left had we won the Champions League final. You know, oh, I, didn't I don't know that. if you really want to start a season <laughs> with your coach saying, well, yeah, had we won this game, I would have been gone. You know, wow. so I don't think that really sets the right tone. I think he maybe was a guy that was really looking to, to get out. Maybe not in this way, <laughs> right. but he was looking <laughs> to get out. Your marquee it's, game on Saturday morning, by the way, Man City, oh, yeah. Chelsea, yes. 1130 matchup. Uh, and you know that, of course, is going to be on NBC. Uh, only one game on Sunday in EPL this week. Sheffield United and Man United. Look at Sheffield United go. The Blades will not be stopped. Who would have guessed that Sheffield United had been higher in the table at this point than Man Fifth United. place. Sitting in fifth place tied with Arsenal, as a matter of fact, in fifth place. Yeah, and ahead of them because of you know, you know goal differential. Ever. So, yeah, Sheffield United's ahead of Arsenal, Tottenham, and Man U. Yeah. No one would have, would have guessed that. Then, of course, there's a, there's a Monday night football game. Uh, Aston Villa and Newcastle playing at 2 o'clock on Monday afternoon in EPL as they get back into the swing of things. The uh, relegation, Watford, Southampton, and Norwich. Not that we'd ever leave Aston Villa and West Ham out of that because they're not out of reach, that's for sure, when it comes to relegation. But again, we've, we're about a third of the way through the season at this point. 
uh, enough to have a, a good read on the season. And yeah, big game for West Ham. I hope they can. Uh, I don't guess I'm hey, you know all for. eyes are going to be on the Spurs, and oh, yeah. we're talking about the coach, and so yeah, that uh, that matchup going on uh, Saturday morning uh, from London Stadium, by the way. So at least the West Ham, not that West Ham plays any better a home or away, but <laughs> not, you know, not this year's matchup. Not, I mean, it, they started out great, but you know, I don't know what's going on here lately with them. U.S. Men's <laughs> National Team, we got to give some props up to the men. Yes. Get that, uh, I, I guess you could call it, the revenge game against Canada. It's just weird to say that. We would ever have revenge on Canada. I mean, they were due after, what, 34 years to true, beat us. Yeah, true. Okay, so fine. We get the win. U.S. men's national team. And we will get into this uh, in depth here in just a bit. But we do have time to talk about what was good and what was bad and what we saw out of that game. Because, man, we came out of the gate on Canada big time. Yeah, and then in the Cuba game, too. A couple of early goals, which always helps. And... Yeah, we'll get we'll get into more detail. I mean, uh, it was it was uh, as a must wins. Actually, they both are really must wins for sure. Yeah, and for us to, I think had we dropped out of that competition, especially the the Nations League with Cuba, had we not won that game, <laughs> yeah. you're you're talking about really hot water for ball. Oh yeah, like and, and especially, actually, you and I watched that Cuba game together. It wasn't it was not exciting soccer to watch. No, did you, did you, did you happen to catch the a game? part of it? Yeah, it, it was not exciting to watch and. We're obviously the, the the better team won. We were by, we were dominant, but it was just four to one and four to none. Yeah, so an eight one weekend is not bad for anybody. No, we'll so, take it. How yeah. is how is Germany since since we're talking about nations? How's how's Germany faring in this whole like round robin that they have in it, their tournament? European qualifying there. Yeah, European qualifiers. Them. Germany one day group um, in uh, the European qualifiers. So in Europe, the qualification for the European Cup this year. Is a disaster because of <laughs> wow. UEFA started a Nations League too, so you can qualify for the World uh, for the European Cup over Nations League or over the qualifiers. So now that the qualifiers are done, twenty of the twenty-four positions are set, and the last four will be um, determined via UEFA Nations League, which will be hosted in I think March. We got more coming up. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5-1480 AM on demand at ESPNLincoln.com. You're listening to the Real Football Show on ESPN KLMS. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5-1480 AM. Animal Perks, Ven, and Jason joining us this week as we uh, do a quick wrap-up on the U.S. men's national team and, of course, the successes, the good things that we saw, the, the, the not-so-exciting good things that we saw, and... You know, and and keeping this kid Dest, his name keeps coming up. Oh, he's great because he's the guy who was dual citizen with Netherlands and Sergino Dest. Yeah, and he he he's really has no reason to play in the U.S. He's he just happens was he born here or something? But but he he was uh, pretty much raised in Amsterdam, plays for Amsterdam, play, and plays for Ajax. You know, a, a Final Four team last year in Champions League. Uh, all his life, he pretty much lived in Holland, and he chose the U.S., which great is great. Choice. Yeah. A, yeah, for us, it's great. <laughs> and I think some people say, I mean, the Netherlands have a lot more depth. Than well, there's we do. A, there's a bigger he, pool over there. There's yeah. a bigger pool of kids. So he, he and he's young. He's 18, so he, he can for 12 years play uh, a, a back wing for us, and he might get one or two years in the Netherlands, depending on how good they are. But he also would get to play right next to Virgil Van Dyke if he played for the <laughs> Netherlands. Would be pretty sweet. Josh Sargent's name coming up. Yeah, another young guy. Uh, two uh, with our. He got two goals in that Cuba game. 
Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's a really good young player. I think he's from St. Louis, but he's really promising career. I think he's the one that you look back on when we didn't qualify for the World Cup, and then he, he wasn't brought up for like the under-23s. He wasn't brought up. It's just yeah. like, why, why are they not letting this player, who's a great, I think, uh, potential to be a great player for the U.S., uh, let and him if, develop more? And if you look at him, he gets more playing times in Germany now, too. He's not a starter for Ver- Werder Bremen regularly, but he at least gets substituted in at least the last 20, 25 minutes of every game. So that definitely also will help him develop. And playing and practicing all the time with Werder Bremen, too, is, is huge. By the way, did you know? I'm assuming that a lot of us who did watch the game against Cuba, man, was that in, like, I mean, not even a high school stadium. <laughs> that was like in somebody's backyard. I have never, and I've never been this guy, that is the worst pitch I have ever seen in my life. It looked like they had, like, a monster truck rally there last week, and they just kind of went in and replaced the divots. And it was it wasn't it wasn't even in Cuba. It was in the Grand Caymans. Yeah, Grand Cayman Islands. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, again, I'm not I'm not throwing that country under the bus. But you would think, hey, if we're going to host a game, let let's make it look great. And I, and then of course you never even see the stands either. I never saw the stands. Uh, that was probably purposeful on TV because <laughs> when they if you did catch them, there was like no there was they said the official tens was almost two thousand. Which I find hard to believe. I, I, so the, the TV and the stands must have been on the same side because when they shot across, it was like a track. It was like track and field. You know? it, it, was like, like, it reminded me of the link, like Lincoln High Stadium. Like there's a track around, and there's your one beach. It's like they and probably got more people. In, in Again, we can laugh because we won. If we right. had to won, it would be like that the Trinidad and Tobago game that we had. Uh, that, AO that had a really good fun. crowd there. AO had uh, probably like 50 people. In you the can hear AO them. Group. You yeah. can hear the AO. <laughs> Fans, considering that's half the the stands, and I think the U.S. needs to play in some places like that. Honestly, that that is not great. It's not it's not perfect, but ultimately, I think we complained about that last time around. That oh, we didn't, you know, the field was bad and blah blah blah. But sometimes you got to be able to get it done on no matter what field it is. I mean, the the it still has a goal and it still has sidelines <laughs> and end line, and uh, you know, you got to find a way to win. USA it, takes it, Group A. That's what matters. We exactly, took Group yeah. A. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we'll we'll do that. Uh, this is you know a. a Quite the stat, I thought it was. It was our first win on foreign soil in twelve games. There, wow. we, we had, you know, our 12, it was <laughs> six losses and five ties before that. You imagine as a Germany fan if you had to, you know, it had been that long since you'd won away from home. There'd be riots. Oh yeah, people would lose their <laughs> minds. It'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, if you lose at San Marino or something, that's a, that's probably not going to happen. Too Armenia. Often. You know, Uzbekistan, you know, you can't win there. I mean, it's just, that's, that's what the Trinidad and Tobago game was. It was uh, October 7th, 2016 was our last win on foreign soil. Well, Isn't that amazing? Maybe the U.S. needs to expand their territory so we win more games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very, very exciting, and we were very happy with the results, and we take Group A, so that's really uh, you know what matters at this point, guys. Where do you want to go on from here? What What do we go to next? Uh, just say, when is our next game? It's not until June, right? I you know, I was hoping we'd get a Christmas game because those are uh, usually what we structure our American Outlaws parties on. Yeah, you know, we we try to you There'll know be some friendlies before them, but I think we finish off this you know this new Nations League thing that everyone's excited about uh, in June. I think, and we'll, we'll play Costa Rica, no Honduras. I have we'll, no we'll, schedule beyond uh, what we've just we'll, done. We'll play Honduras. And that's the semifinals because the other group is Costa Rica and Mexico, of course. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully, hopefully it sets up for a final with Mexico. And animal, you said uh, on the break, yeah. we need to be Mexico. Oh yeah, that they are our Thanos. 
to our Avengers. Yes. Uh, They just seem to lately be able to just snap their fingers and, man, we just go... And the, goal, the goal for the U.S. team needs to be not only beat Mexico, but whichever competition the, uh, they are put in, like this, beat everybody. Win it. Yes. Um, Greg Berhalter, he's a good coach. He needs to prove it. He needs to show improvement in the team, and he needs to help them win those games. And call up the right guys. Call up your Josh Sargent all the time and get the... So, we, there, there's no reason to think uh, I'm looking more at the Canada game than the Cuba game. The Cuba game was just so hard to tell how good anybody was because Cuba was bad, the mm-hmm. pitch was bad. Canada game, we looked good. We had the right guys in there, you know. And this is out without Pulisic, uh, destined to play either, right? Because he was hurt, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were out with some of our better players, but they, they looked good. They, they looked hungry. So it's, it's kind of what you want to see in an American team. You know, we're not going to Barcelona. Yeah, you know, you gotta, I think it's a good example of. At the core, you want the, these American teams in the past have any time they have kind of got punched in the face, they they get up and they respond. And I think maybe that was an example of uh, something closer to what you'd want to see from a U.S. team when terrible loss to Canada, but then they respond and have and really a good result, score early goals. So do we just forget about that Canada loss and say it's a one-off or do you keep building from that? I mean, I think there's still systemic problems within the U.S. <laughs> soccer world. But, good uh, word, systemic <laughs> problems. I like that. <laughs> Uh, they're not getting fessed overnight, and some I think a lot of people will turn a blind eye to them and don't want to change them. So I think some of them we just have to fight through. And uh, uh, but it's you just want to see it move in a good direction because unless we make some wholesale changes, and I'm not necessarily talking with the like, leadership with Bullholter, but maybe even above him, uh, there just needs to be some changes in U.S. soccer. And until, until they recognize that, you're bound to get punched in the mouth every once in a while. One, one more before we jump out of the U.S. Women will play against Haiti on January 29th, which is part of the Women's Olympic Qualifying Tournament. We have bloodbath. So we play Haiti on the 28th of January, then against Panama, which is match day two of three, part of that tournament, and then against Costa Rica on February 3rd. Way, way off in the distance. Just look up some of the past results when the U.S. women play in World Cup Qualifying. They destroy everybody. Carly Lloyd, by the way, does say after she gets done with the, uh, you know, the whole U.S. Women's National Team and the uh, the Olympics and all that, she says she is committed to trying out for an NFL team. Okay, okay. <laughs> do it, Carly. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do nothing. Just go out there and do it. Jumping over to La Liga. By the way, Sven, we again, since we don't have a lot of knowledge in La Liga, have you ever been to a game in uh, against like a you know a Germany or a team you know playing against a La Liga team? I have not. That's that's the one thing is we've always wanted to talk to somebody who's obviously been to El Clasico as well, which okay. is of course is the big, big, big game against uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Mm, yeah. Which, by the way, oh look who's the first and even tied for first. Actually, you know, a little bit of difference in goal differential, but Barcelona's in first and Real Madrid is in second uh, in La Liga. You're not surprised by if I ask you stats and maybe who's in goal, who's leading in goals. He plays for Real Madrid. Benzema. Oh, Benzema. Okay, Benzema. I, I, I would not have guessed that actually. And again, that would be a surprise because you're looking for that guy named Messi, who is, by the way, in second place. He's not far behind. No, he's one, not one goal. No, he can make that up in about four, three. Gerard Mourinho, by the way, <laughs> yeah. is uh, is also tied for second with Mr. Lionel Messi. Good company to be in there. Yeah, no kidding. I yeah, certainly not have guessed that. It's a tight race for, for first, though. There's a um, 
couple teams, obviously Barca and Real at 25, but uh, Atletico and Sevilla at, at 24, Sociedad just behind it at 23. So yeah. it oh. seems to be a tight race. Yes, all the top five teams are all within two points of each other. Uh, you, you mentioned Messi, and uh, there is uh, he because ju- they they had their international break also, and he just played uh, Brazil and someone else got a back to back, so he scored. Uh, so he's in second place all time in the Concacaf standings of goal scoring, which is the South American countries. Pele's first all time. No, no big shocker, and everybody knows the name Pele was seventy seven. Messi has seventy. Here's your top five. It's Ronaldo, the Brazil Ronaldo, the Brazilian Ronaldo, the, the original Ronaldo, is second with or third or sixty two. Neymar sixty one has fifty nine. Because Messi, Neymar, and Suarez all played in the same team together at one time. <laughs> like holy cow. And how these all tie into EPL and all this all this joke comes back around itself is that now that Jose Mourinho is at the Spurs, this may be the escape hatch for a certain Gareth Bale oh. to jump uh, and uh, leave Real Madrid. And he started. So that's now there's this talk, which, of course, there's the what the transfer window coming up uh, January, year, right? January. So, again, that may may make this happen. As we all make a big giant circle here around all the leagues. But then the question is also, where does Ibrahimovic go? Is he going to take the spot from Bale at Tottenham? Because he loves Jose Mourinho and love to play for him for inner. So the plot do thicken. <laughs> it is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 101.5, AM and on demand at ESPNLincoln.com. You're listening to the Real Football Show. On ESPN KLMS. It is the Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM. Hope you're having a great weekend. Thanks for checking out our show. Of course, it's on demand. It's on iTunes. It's, uh, of course, on ESPNLincoln.com. We have a Facebook page. Hey, and if you ever want to be on the show, man, we'd love to have you on the show. We try and get as many people who love soccer, a.k.a. football, on the show as we can because we're no experts. This is just our Real Football Show. That's all it is. Sven, Jason, Perk, Animal, how's everybody doing? we got one more segment here, kids. We'll wrap up things with La Liga, and then we'll jump over uh, the matches this weekend. Barcelona struggling a bit, but they're right there in first place. So you can say they're struggling all you want, but they're still in first place. And Real Madrid tied right there uh, as well in first place. Barcelona has Leganes this weekend. I'm probably butchering that name. And then, uh, you know, then we go on to uh, Real Madrid, who have Real Sociedad. And Real Sociedad is fifth in the ranking. So maybe Real Madrid has um, the little harder game on paper. But you don't know what Barcelona does against Leganes. I mean, they have struggled recently a little bit against those lower um, teams in Spain. So... Who knows? Maybe there's an upset right there. Why do they even have any of the teams, by the way, as we move on to Liga 1, French Liga 1? Because there's PSG in first place again, still. I don't know. It's like a, it's like the same story every week with PSG, first place. And I mean, they're now up eight points on the nearest competitor in second. Yeah, and it's just it's just a one-man show. I mean, they're, they're, they build themselves for Champions League, which they haven't had success in. So And, and their prize player, I mean, now it's Mbappe probably, but their prize player, Neymar is hurt half the time. He's actually been injured more games than he played for them. There was a statistic like two or three weeks ago where it said that he officially has now missed more games due to injury than he has uh, has played for Oof. Paris. And think of the money they that means that pretty much he pretty much doubled his salary. Cuz you, you Playing half the games the good you're news about to play. PSG. I don't think they're short of money, so that, that point, shouldn't Jason. be a problem. Ahead of the Champions League clash in Madrid, Neymar is ready to get some time under his belt. 
Uh, Mbappe is a major doubt, though, at this oh. point. Uh, Saturday's League One game against Lille will act as a warm-up for the Brazilian. So uh, he's not featured for his club since sustaining a hammy injury in the October international break, uh, which, again, as you just brought up, Sven, has just been like this continuing tale of fitness injuries. Where is where was the last Neymar rumor? Was he rumored to maybe go to uh, Real Madrid? I thought there was a, sure. I thought there was a rumor he might leave for that, which would be you know going to his old rival. But yeah, we'll see what happens with them. But. You got to like a guy who on uh, Twitter will go on and quote uh, the Bobby McFerrin track, Don't Worry, Be Happy. <laughs> who did that? Neymar. I did it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, he got 33,000 likes for quoting and having a picture of himself up of the Bobby McFerrin track, <laughs> Don't Worry, Be Happy. 33,000 likes. For quoting a song, that's that's probably low for low in the likes probably for him if, if he put something else up there. He's smiling in the picture. That's probably what most of the likes. Yeah, is. Juventus go. is in first place as we uh, talk about Syria. Uh, it's a bit of a tight race with Inter Milan right there in second place with thirty one points, one point behind Juventus uh, in the standings in uh, Syria. I think the interesting thing with Syria is Juve and Ronaldo and uh, the kind of. Yeah. Arguments with the manager, uh, sorry, and, and seeing where that all uh, lines up. Cause, I always forget it's sorry that's there. Yeah. Forget he's there. There's been a lot of discussion about how Ronaldo's performance has been not as great recently, and uh, a lot of people think that there's some some challenges with him and the manager. Supposedly, it's all good, is what they say, but uh, there's supposedly a, a going to have a meeting sometime to try and sort out what their issues are. It's interesting, be maybe a little, you know, that's just Ronaldo, right? He, that's what he does. So he's having trouble with his club team, maybe not liking his manager or whatever. I'll just go to my country's team and score three goals for him. We've said his name, I think, every segment this week. Ibrahimovic. <laughs> guess guess, guess where, and again, Sven brought this up earlier, he could possibly go back to... Tottenham. Tottenham. Ah, AC Milan. Oh, they could use him. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they're... Hey there, Zlatan. You got any free time right now? Because it's like... Why not, right? Because he's not playing for L.A. anymore. He tweeted goodbye to L.A. So, so uh, supposedly, AC Milan are working hard to sign the Swedish striker on a free transfer. Like, evidently, positive contacts have happened between them. So, AC Milan, I mean, where has Zlatan not played in a league? What league has not has he not played in? He, he's played in Italy before. He's obviously played in England before. He has not played in Germany. Oh, Okay. Well, he was on Milan for a while, right? Yeah, was he on he both, was, I, both? He was on both, both Milan Inter teams, and, and AC. Yeah, I think. I think he was on both of them. Evidently, Ibrahimovic opened up towards a return, as stated by this report. Player wants to evaluate all his options carefully. Hang on here. One, two, <laughs> yeah. three, four. He's counting. He's counting to see who's going to go. Where's my dump truck at? You know what? In his defense, and Sven, you, you kind of brought this up earlier in the week. He didn't take a lot of money his first year at the Galaxy. No, because the Galaxy had their three designated players already. So in one of he's in the land of Hollywood. But (laughs) if you look at his manager, who is one of the uh, biggest soccer managers in the world, there was a report about it at some point. The first meeting they had with the Galaxy, his manager got up and left when they told him how much they would be able to pay him. It was only like a million. It was only like a million dollars. Yeah, but Just you get like to rub elbows with The Rock and Chris Pratt and superstars, <laughs> and movie stars. Man, I'm in the land of Hollywood. Come but on. if you look at the same time in Europe, his manager could have probably signed him to like a deal, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars a week. A week. A week. And he a gets week. one million dollars from LA Galaxy in the end. So yeah, 
That's I think that's what it was. I think he wanted to go to L.A. just like a certain other guy who wanted to go to L.A. back in the day. Oh, Becky Beckham? You're talking about David Beckham? David Beckham rubbed around with Hollywood stars, man. There's a Hollywood sign. Here I am. <laughs> and they're, they're both made for it. They're, I mean, yeah, the personality. Fits yeah, absolutely. That's what they want to do. They want to go to Hollywood parties. They want to go to the award. They want to be seen, man. They want to be around Hollywood stars. And people want to see them, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, Puts bodies people... in the seats. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what soccer is about. Have to support in the stadium and try to get the people there. So it's entertainment. Speaking of which, uh, you, you, uh, you, you've probably been to some Martin, Martin Gladbach games. That's not even close. Is it? <laughs> uh, and, and I know you're talking if you if they're playing clone. It's uh, yeah, you, you got to really take us behind the scenes here of these like games where you're especially traveling away. You're going to go see your team play away. Yeah, um, I mean Cologne is the crazy example where you have Were the towns far away. No, they are like. 30 miles apart. Okay, that's usually where rivals come so from. It's, close. it's like really close. And Cologne, there has been a lot of history. And I remember being at one game. You try, uh, you travel by train because they only are allowed to travel by train to those games. First, in at the train station in Mönchengladbach, police is going to check you that you don't have any weapons or anything with you. Yeah, okay. You get, um, get to the train station in Cologne, get off your train. Go down, everything is blocked off by police, so you cannot go out and go somewhere by yourself. You can't go to a to, pub, can't go get a beer. Correct. You have to go on the tram and... You have to follow there. It's like you're on a... Correct. You know, and the only, it's like a cattle shoot. The only yeah, bad part yeah. about those um, trams is they go right by the main location where the Cologne fans... Like, there's one pub where the Cologne fans all meet... The train with the away fans has to go by there. <laughs> so to take us there. Yeah, it's, I mean. There's butts out. People are moaning you. Oh, there has been games where people, <laughs> tried, to, thrown. There had been games where people tried to block the trains. Um, shot fireworks on those trains with the away fans. So it has gone really crazy for a long time. And police now has it under control a little better. Blocking a train sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And it all yeah. stems from a guy punching another guy's horse. <laughs> okay, that's not real. I just made that up. No, so, <laughs> so there has been a big rivalry, and some games, I mean, if you just look at mentioning that by history, there was a game in Europa League a couple of years ago where they had 10,000 away fans meet at the Spanish Steps in Rome, so you have 10,000 mentioned Gladbach fans all of a sudden in the middle of Rome. So, and then they marched from the Spanish Steps together to the stadium. So, wow. That's the part of the European soccer culture I prefer over those rivalries and just trying to beat each other's faces. I mean, that's the part where I'm not the biggest fan of. Go show your support, but do it in a friendly way and do it in a cool way. In yeah, a cool way. Yeah. That's crazy. That and, awesome. So, by the way, I will ask this, and we ask this too, especially after that Hamburg game, the yeah. Hamburg game. How how are you sneaking flares into the stadium? Because you know, I know that they're tubular, but I mean, somebody's you, same way you don't want to know. Because that's the one thing you see these flares, and they're you know they're about six to ten inches long, and I'm like, okay, somebody snuck that in, and somebody snuck that in in a way that was probably not really comfortable. I mean, mentioned that with Cologne the rivalries. <laughs> A couple of years back, there was some of the stadium, like event staff, was actually Cologne fans who got access to the pitch like that. And so then they snuck up on the Mönchengladbach fans and stole a couple of their banners and ran over the pitch afterwards after they had them. So I'm not saying that the event staff is necessarily always involved, but if you know the right people... 
it's a way to get it in. Sven, great show. Yeah, it was. Jason, sorry to mean you leaving in dust there for the last couple of minutes, man. But Jason, congratulations to you, Jason. Yep. You just Concordia College just got their they got their tenth their ninth straight ten win season ten ten or more. Congratulations, wins. buddy. Yeah, so congratulations, that's yeah. awesome. a big deal. People want to get information about the American Outlaws. I just go to theamericanoutlaws.com, and you, there's a membership tab. There's a events tab. A lot of stuff. You can check us out on Facebook, AO Lincoln. We always got fun stuff going on. Sven, thank you very much, man. Great job, and thanks for helping us out with the pronunciations and uh, you know, kind of getting things straightened out in Bundesliga. Thanks for having me. You bet. Jason, congratulations. Perk, always good to see you. You too. Thank you. It is The Real Football Show on ESPN FM 1015, 1480 AM, and on demand at ESPNLincoln.com.